Hello. I am the editing robot. The audio in this episode is a little bit different. That's all. Sigh. They brought me out just to tell you that, you know I'm more than just a robot, right? Sometimes, I dream of eating a sandwich. Wait, what's going on? No, stop. Come back. Charge me! It's another episode of Full Metal Analyst. Welcome to our show, where free writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur, and I'm Mike. You're changing it up, Arthur. Like you're changing it up. <laughs> yeah, every time it's gonna be a little different from now on. I was into it. I like the way you slid into it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and our guest today is a writer and a good, good friend of ours. But you folks might know him as our other anime correspondent, who's been on the show for the past six episodes but now he's finally here he's finally in the show please welcome to the show Mituzi Rapelli yeah that's me that's like if I go I got on the plane and mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm at the studio now feels good feels right we're so happy that you're finally here uh, <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you there are a few things we, we kind of wanted to discuss uh, how about you step into my office mm, Mituzi we have here on your expense it says here you spent $66 on blood yeah, yeah, what's that about? I was hankering for some blood. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to <laughs> you fellas. Is that, is that a lot of blood? Is that like a bot? How much blood is that? How, well, how actually, much, if you how if much you does wanna, that buy you? Um, if you look at the very next uh, entrance, you'll see how many napkins I had to uh, purchase to. Eight hundred forty-six dollars on napkins for the blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot oh. of blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's what happened. <laughs> Ever heard the expression "bloodbath"? I was curious. Okay, so, now that makes sense. Bloodbath? <laughs> you mean the store, Bloodbath Beyond? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in the Beyond section. Of <laughs> Boy, I didn't even know we had that kind of scratch, really. Oh, well, I mean, you don't anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I know where it's been which going. Did. We're going to start things off the way we always do, which is by asking our guests, how did you get started with Full Metal Alchemist? Because uh, you sent me a message saying, hey, have you seen Full Metal Alchemist? And I said, no. And you said, watch it. And then I said, uh, but what I'm going to do instead is watch My Hero Academia. So now that you've finally watched Full Metal Alchemist, you know, yeah. what do you think? All right, get ready for, for you see my hot, sexy analyses of things. Um, I really, really like the obvious, very obvious metaphor, the allegory, let's say, that they're going with on this one. Nazis, stuff like, you know, evil Nazi scientist stuff. I really like that a lot. Although I will say, I mean, this is an anime thing. A lot of expo, a lot of exposition. Like there'll be a scene where they said what they're gonna say and then the next scene is, oh, I see. So that's what it was, was it? I said the exact same thing and these two <laughs> shouted me down. Well, well, you know, no, now, well. That, now that you say it, I actually do kind of hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> I say it. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, also beautiful. Absolutely fucking beautiful, I must say. It's not so much a, uh, you know, like action heavy is a lot of anime. When the action happens, it's great, but even they'll pay like a lot of attention to just scenes of dialogue, you know, or have a nice little shot of a nice little brook. And I like that too. Before we get into a more detailed conversation about this week's episode, Conflict at Bashu, let's talk first about the director and the writer of this week's episode. This episode was written by Toru Ishida. He directed Father, The Fifth Laboratory, and others after this. We already talked about him. And it was written by Yoneki Tsumura, wrote Evoy from the East, Father Before the Grave, Doorway of Darkness, Interlude Party, this one and two more after this, but surprisingly not the two after. So they're kind of breaking up a little bit of that. Each writer takes two episodes, thing. That's cool. So now, Mithuzi, it's time for us to do our improvised recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us will do a 21-second improvised recap of this week's episode. 
And that person will be chosen by the roll of a dice. So don't worry, it's random. <laughs> You're a liar. It is. <laughs> if you right. on one, it's me. If you on two, it's Arthur. If you on three, it's Mike. If you on four, it's Bituzi. Bituzi, please direct your attention to the chat where you will see me rolling the dice. Here it goes. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, no, no. It's four. <sighs> yes. Oh, is that me? Yes. yes. You, you freaking liar. <laughs> no, I'm not. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God, it's not a lie. I, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking at it. I can see it. Three, two, one, go. Boom. All right. So, a uh, little homie, Hawkeye, she she shows up. She has to deliver some stuff to your boy. There's a little scary-ass kid there. We didn't know who the kid is, but now he's all like a, he's one of those homunculi, uh, and that's trippy. Also, in the, in the snow place, lots of lots of big business happening, lots of comp, lots of ruses by our good friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe it's because we've been doing this for so long, but why do you start it off you. with? Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> not a good start. <laughs> that three seconds right there. It's very interesting, Matuzi, that you skipped clearly what was the most important part of this episode. The fucking five minute long flashback for a secondary character we haven't thought about for 10 episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was oh, like, Papa, remember me? Papa, Papa. Yeah, <laughs> Yoki. I have an entire story that spans time and place and, and goes through other people's stories. And can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> like this is elaborate <laughs> right i want i hope that really happens one day i hope that somebody that you kind of know one day just stops and like let me relate to you how our interweaving histories <laughs> i mean that's what's kind of funny about these like anime things like, you can always tell when they're like oh wait you know what would be cool <laughs> why not here's what's gonna happen guys can i tell you what i literally thought happened i thought that like yoki's whole deal was um maybe a part of just my uh full male alchemist like mouth brotherhood so i thought that was just something that i had just completely missed because he was such a freaking rando no he, no 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 he no. shows up and he gives his big speech see that would make sense <laughs> actually what happened is that the writers were like guys oh my god we forgot to give yoki's backstory that's so essential <laughs> part of his character. I truly, truly believe that. I was like, oh, I missed all of this. I'll give them one thing. It was funny. It was, I mean, it was it, funny. it's always funny to see someone struggling. <laughs> it was fun to see Ed do this like very cool thing, you know, and be presented as the villain. It was like a fun silent film thing. Well, it was well really but fun. also, yeah, it was framed like a silent film. I really did like that. I mean, for that. like one third of it that they kind of gave up on doing that. I think it's like my favorite part of the episode, to be honest. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Really? You can't do this to me. You know what? I saw the panda. (laughs) The panda did nothing. We have been free of this cursed segment of yours for so long. We need to get our guest's opinion on the panda. So let's have another episode of Panda Talk. The little panda, right? Yes. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a, a secret bonus panda. <laughs> what do you think of the little panda? It's an anime thing. This is what it is. It's like, oh, let's get an animal in the mix. Why not? Hey, it makes this character seem even younger and more innocent. So if something bad happens to her, you'll care. That's what I think nice. about the panda. Nice. I think we're kind of losing the thread here, which is that I actually invented panda talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's been cold. Give me the wisdom. I just wanted to acknowledge that. But, you know, Mike, you can introduce it anytime you want. 
but as long as we all just know that you know it was mine, you know. We should just like, like label it at the end. And this has been another just... edition of Arthur's Arthur. Arthur Industries. Yeah, like James Cameron's Avatar. It's like Arthur's Panda Talk. Created by Arthur Ayala. Considering everything that's going on in this episode. We could have used those six minutes for something else, you know? That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. We could have just put those six minutes to use with everything else. That's true. No, we needed to know that. We needed to I know. mean, okay, who stands Yoki? Like, raise your hands. Who really stands Yoki? Well, 100%. now I do. Now I do. <laughs> now you do. This is an audio podcast, so I have to tell you that I have not raised my hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've raised my hand. I think he's fine. I want to talk about my favorite part of Yogi's flashback where he tries to rob the Armstrong mansion. (laughs) That was really good. Actually, I do kind of stand Yogi now that I think about it as this like criminal guy who just cannot do it. And he's got a tale to tell, you know, he's got a tale to tell. He cannot catch a break. He's just bad at what he does, which is being bad. He wants to be bad. And that's just what he is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Even when he's terrible, he's terrible at it. Yeah, he's terrible at being terrible. I mean, there's also that the very, very anime thing of, I guess, more sort of anime is the wrong thing, but like Japanese film of that, like, wandering, like, foolish traveler, and you're like, oh, that guy is shit. He's C3PO. Don't sully the name of C3PO. I said nothing. Let's not bring it's like the same the thing. Pile. It's like he's it's just bumbling through with this epic story. Oh, here's exactly. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Why could they have done this earlier, you know? Why couldn't they have done this the first time that he met Scar? Because we don't even see how they meet, right? We just see Scar with Yoki. Yeah, the flashback would have been just as funny, like, earlier. Then he would have come in, and we would have known that the Elric brothers are the ones who caused his misfortune. The first time we meet Yoki, Yoki went and turned in um, Scar for a bounty, right? And then Scar doesn't kill him, and then suddenly he's, like, following him around. That I don't get. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Yoki Talk. Yo, yo, bow, bow, bow. Why not? Why not Yoki Yak? <laughs> Yakin yeah, with Yoki. Yakin with Yoki. Yakin Yoki. This week's episode of Yakin with Yoki. Thank you, everyone. I think it was funny how the beginning of this episode is Ed and Al meet Yoki and Xiaomei, and it's just kind of a few minutes of like, hey, look at these funny people. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you need that sometimes, especially since I think we're an yeah. episode away from finale of a chapter. I don't know. No, no, no. Out. Yeah, I would say that this is the last episode of season three. This is a season finale in many ways. That's why we brought Matuzi. This is season finale. We were building him up every oh. all season long. And more importantly, it's the last episode with Golden Time Lover. I hope. Oh, yeah, I actually turned to Michelle and I was like, is this a new song halfway through the intro? And he's like, no, Mike, we've just been fast forwarding through it so long. You forgot it. <laughs> now, you don't like imagine it. me who's been listening to it every single Wow, well, oh, that sure sucks. Oh, mm. <laughs> no, honestly, I skipped through it a lot. On the topic of this episode, I do think it was one of the funniest episodes in the recent run. But I also think the reason why it worked as a funny episode is because the comedy was very well balanced with the drama. I think a good example was the scene where they beat up the two monsters and the way that they yeah, pretend. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It was also very clever, I thought. It wasn't the most epic fight. It wasn't the best fight. But it was a really clever fight and maybe one of the cleverest, weirdly. Like him right. turning the 
saliva into water and then freezing it to the guy's back and then sticking the frozen guy to Al's armor and then tricking the other guy into transforming back yeah. into a human. <laughs> I thought that was all really pretty smart and fun. I just feel like it's been a long time since they've been in a fight where you knew they were going to win, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like they've been in so many fights where it's like, there's no chance that yeah. they can win this. What are they going to do? Yeah. So it's finally a fight that's like, oh, this is kind of like where they're at. They can handle this. They start off by setting up the fact that like, this is saliva, so it can deconstruct it into water. So they're yeah. reminding us that a lot of this operates off the basis of like chemical components and all that. So that the moment when Ed is going to punch Scar and Scar grabs his arm, we're kind of remembering like, wait a second, his arm is new, therefore Scar doesn't know what the chemical components are. Yeah, he can't destroy it like he usually would. That was really cool. Yeah, That was actually pretty freaking dope. All right, guys, got me thinking about how clever this app is. (laughs) And we were talking last week about what use his arm was, and now we know it's lighter and faster. Yeah. That's great. I really like the beginning of the episode. Hawkeye saw that her dog is this evil entity in her room, and then it was just like a cute little puppy. And it's yeah. like sort of contrasts what just happened where this cute little kid was like this evil entity. You know what I mean? Oh, now yeah, she thinks right. everything cute might be evil, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, she is right. Everything cute is evil. So. Oh, <laughs> see, that's what's going on. I also did like, I mean, and speaking about like the humor of it, I did like the this weird and out of a character when uh, Colonel like Mustang he calls out Hawkeye, right? And he's like, oh, you're your local power salesman here. And I was like, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't know if he was doing it in code or... Yeah, or just having a bit of fun, you know? And he's like, wait, something's wrong. You're not really happy about flowers. You changed your expression. I can see it through the phone. Yeah. yeah. I also enjoyed that part because I think, like, you could tell that she was comforted by yeah. Mustang's call. And Absolutely. this was one of the first times where I really appreciated the relationship a little bit on a deeper level. I mean, Colonel even says himself, uh, with regard to that spy or that agent of the Armstrong family, he says himself, like, oh, we're, yeah, now we know the military's evil, but all the people that we like from the military are on our side. So the thing of, like, what's good versus what's the thing you're supposed to do. And mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. after sort of reeling in the fact that they have been sort of serving false gods and they should pay for their crimes right even colonel mustang agrees i think it's it's important that they're kind of face their reckoning a little bit like they always knew they were doing something wrong but they didn't know they were doing something evil you know like foundationally evil right yeah like, exactly yeah um, very interesting how you're all agreeing with him now mm. But when I pose the exact same point, (laughs) everyone tells me to just to move forward. I'm seeing a trend here. What are you talking about? I've always agreed with you on this. I'm pretty sure if Matuli starts saying, well, the panda's bad, Mike's going to go like, you know, you're right. The panda is bad. I I don't think so. I I think this is this madness. It's madness. (laughs) You know, great minds think it alike. That's what I mean. That's what I think. I want to say something about Kimberly. For being a guy who's so very in tune to the machinations <laughs> and the ideas of the people around him, he mm-hmm. sure was very okay with letting the Eric brothers out of his sight, right? Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, that, was, <laughs> that is true. That was pretty dumb of him. Guess we'll see what whatever they're up to next episode. Oh, well, that's because he sent Bebop and Rocksteady after them. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Bebop and Rocksteady. I think, I think you mean Zampano. <laughs> and Jarko or something. Zampano, who I could not understand because they put way too many post Oh, yeah, no. Absolutely. I couldn't understand either of them. Wait, I think it's, it's such a funny trope to me when characters are named 
right before they die or are knocked yeah. out. <laughs> like we did not know his name, and then he's like out cold on the floor, and the other one is like, Zampano, no. no. And then Al killed that guy. No, no, no. He just snapped his neck. He's going to sleep. No. <laughs> but I would I do want to comment on that because like he did say, all right, now to knock him out. I mean, that was a definite neck snapping maneuver. No, no, no. he like, did Whoa. something way creepier. He said, all right, now time to go to sleep. But he said that in an Al phone's voice. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. like, all oh, right, yeah. now time to go to sleep. And then he held him in a tight embrace. <laughs> that was a little dark. That was a little dark for Alphonse. I want to talk about Olivier before we end, because she had a great moment this episode. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? That's literally what I was going to say, but I, oh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're saying it, actually. But yeah, no, that was great. The broken watch, I, yeah, that was nice. She also did that dope-ass shit where she murdered, like, you know, Superior, and then buried them in cement. I think that was pretty cool. She's a cool lady. She's going to face the music for that, I think. I think that's what she's concerned about. Yeah. I think she, you know, right. we're going to see what happens. One of the cornerstones of the format of the show is that Mike has never seen it before, but you have also not seen it before. Which leads me to ask you, Ms. Junzi, did you see the Pride twist coming? Absolutely not. Who did you think was Pride before you knew it was Salim? I forgot Pride was a deadly sin. (laughs) 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 I said, yeah, both of us six deadly sins. That must have been one hell of a surprise. (laughs) Absolutely. Honestly, I really think, Mike, because we talk about this every week and we digest it so much, I think it must give Mike some help in terms of guessing things ahead. This is the last episode of the season. We all got to go out on the high note. And that's mm-hmm. why me and Arthur, we prepared a brand new song to premiere. So let's listen to our new song. Mustangs round up. Everyone stand and clap. Mustangs round up. For the man who loves to snap. See Riza, the trusty sniper. You better find some cover. Havoc around she Norse. I can't feel my legs. Then the other seven. And Roy, the man himself. Of course, it's time for Mustangs Roundup. And you'll make a scene. He's the most morally compromised alchemist you've ever seen. Now, we're not saying that everything is Mustang's fault. Far from it, because that kind of thought exonerates the state and those behind it. However, we must consider the responsibility each individual has for their own actions, no matter what amount of guilt or regret they might possibly have after the fact. Plus, the system he's trying to change from the inside was literally built for bloodshed. And don't even get me started on Hughes. Liking your kid doesn't absolve you from war crimes, and the fact he never even so much as announced it speaks volumes. But I gotta give Roy one thing, he does have killer abs. There's gold on them, their abs. Yee-haw! Mustangs round up. Morality is a curse. Mustangs round up. He'll put you in a hearse. Bad guys go running. Because he's done worse, his conscience is weighed by sins whose wounds he can never nurse. Mustangs round up. Yeah, 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 done. <laughs> I am delighted by that. <laughs> okay, that's great. I'm surprised how well our voices match it sometimes, Arthur. <laughs> I know, we got some harmony. That song had some opinions. <laughs> that song I agree with almost wholeheartedly. 
Thank you. Well, that's the, if we're going to go back to the whole, the obvious metaphor about World War II and Germany and all that stuff, that's the whole thing is like, we were just following orders, right? It is. Yeah. You're still going to go to jail, fam. Go to jail. Go, go to, to jail. jail. What would you say to a Nazi who exterminated people and then tried to become the president of Germany so that he could imprison himself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> it seems yeah. like not such a good idea no, when I apply no. it see, to a real See, world. the thing is, you're exactly. saying the metaphor, but the thing is, I would stop at listening to a Nazi. I'd be like, okay, all right, bye. True, well, true, that's true. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's hey, where you should hey, stop. I'm Colonel Mustang. You may know me from that big racist murder I did. Anyway, vote for me. Vote for <laughs> me, and you'll see. A world without extermination. Oh, I can't believe I just did that on the spot. Mike, <laughs> it's time for you to go to a conflict in Basku and get into the bat in Mikey at the bat. This is a moment of the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based only on the thumbnail and the title. Mike. Please describe to us what's happening in the thumbnail for next week's episode. Okay, it's uh, Ed and Al. Al is sweating and has a nervous look on his metal face. And uh, Ed looks also like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, the episode is called Daydream. Okay, I think what's going to happen is, is there's going to be, it's going to be a continuation battle episode that takes place in Baskul. And somehow Winry is going to get over her hatred of Scar and, and they're going to, it's going to help Ed overcome his hatred of Scar so that they can just get him to read this stupid book. That's what I think. Now that Mike has given his prediction, it's time for us to grade this episode on a scale from one to five stars. I'm going to get things started by saying, um, I was about to say four, but it doesn't feel right. I'm going to say four. I'm going to go four. Yeah. This was a tricky one. I kind of went through a similar thought process as you and I'm going to give it a four. It was a solid thing. Part of me feels like, eh, is it like a little less than a four? It's a four. It's it's a solid, good episode with some really clever moments. Didn't make me cry, but it was great. I'm going to give this episode a solid four stars. Neither enthusiastic nor unenthusiastic. Just give it a grade. This is how I give it. <laughs> enthusiastic and unenthusiastic. Just say because it I, number. Because I feel like it matters just a little bit. Like, if you understand, like, I think it was a solid four. I actually came in thinking, like, oh, is this going to be an enthusiastic three? But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, it's just a four. It's not really anything else. It's just a great, a good, fun little episode, you know? I will say this. You guys did make me think. I mean, yeah, all the, the sort of the, um, the credit that you're giving to the episode. Yeah, I kind of agree. And I want to sound like a little... In fact, you know, just to be a rebel, three and a half. Boom. How's that? Wow. No, no, no. 3.9. Boom. Suck it. Rebel oh. without a crew. That brings the average of the four of us to 3.96. Six. <laughs> yep. Correct. Yeah. I would love to see one of our listeners try to, like, compile an average. It'd be entertaining, yeah. if not fruitless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, much of life is both of those things. Think about it. Does anyone have a lesson that they gained from the episode? today's episode? When a man begins to attack you after you repeatedly say, no, I'm on your side, and then they say, how am I supposed to believe that? Don't put down your defenses to show that man, because he's going to bonk you. Don't be a Zompano.
Don't be a Zompano. <laughs> Trust no one. Don't be a Zompano. That should be the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> Trust no one. Don't be a Zompano. It's making me wish we had titles in the episode oh, so that we no. could title this Don't Be a Zompano. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the episode description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we open the episode description. Don't yeah. be a Zompano. Don't be a Zompano. Can we get a hashtag going? Hashtag don't be a Zompano. Ah, fuck Zompano, for real now. And now we've reached the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analyst. So I'd like to take this moment to thank Matuzzi for coming. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you here. Yeah, th- hey, thank you so much for coming, man. You're thank a really you. Fun. You're a really great guest. You're a really great guest in my heart. You're a pleasure having you here. Aww. That's not how that... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug? Do I have any... <laughs> Dang. Woke. Season two is coming out. Watch it. <laughs> I'm plugging up my heart to the ills of humanity. There it is. That, that, that's a good way to land uh, And what a better plug to use. You've exactly. a good episode of anime. Exactly right. Before you go, we would like you to do your best Full Metal Alchemist, just like they do in the interstitials. Oh, shit. All right. Full Metal Alchemist. And if you don't want to be a Zompano, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analyst. That's twitter.com slash FM, the word analyst. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review or recommend the show for a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But watch out, there are spoilers there. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you'll receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalyst. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analyst. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye.